Hi friend, do you want to experience more energy, vitality, and flow in your life? Well, be sure to go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and check out the supplement section. We have all of your favorites back in stock. Vegan Vitality and Vegan Powder Protein are two of the favorites that go very quickly. So if you're into protein and vitality, be sure to check those out. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is about Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland is a great book, story, and uh, movie. Many movies and many, many versions are out there. Not, or I don't want to say knockoffs, but spin-offs is maybe more appropriate. And uh, this is a movie and a, a story that is near and dear to my heart. One of my all-time favorites. And last night, was reading with the kiddo, our oldest son. And um, they, him and uh, both boys and my wife, Elena, they'd gone to the library. Elena took them to the library on a day off that they all had off instead of, oh, it was, no, it was on the weekend <clears throat> because, you know, otherwise the kids are sitting around in the house all day, which which we do a lot of, I guess, on the weekends, which I like doing. And then, uh, but I was out working and um, she took them to the library so that way they could have a chance to get out of the house and not be on the iPad and on video game system playing Minecraft all day. So anyway, um, they picked out uh, some books. And one of the books that Bradley picked out was this is actually the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. So it wasn't Alice in Wonderland, but it was the scene from Alice in Wonderland where they're having a tea party and they're celebrating their unbirthdays. So it was a really cool little story. It's one of those golden edged books, the golden books, and little golden books, something like that. I really enjoyed it. It was cool. Um, so it made me think about the movie. And I've done a few podcast episodes on various movies. And this one is long overdue. And the reason that I love it, one of the reasons, is because... And I've loved it ever since I was a kid. I've seen it hundreds of times, probably. Um, at least dozens and dozens. Probably close to a 100 if I had to guess, over my lifetime because I used to watch it religiously as a kid and I've watched it over the years many, many times. I can recite pretty much the whole movie by memory. Big deal. <laughs> Big deal. What's the point? Point is, um, what things are cool about this movie? Well, there's a bunch of cool things about this movie. This, well, And when I'm talking about the movie, I'm talking about the Disney movie. I, I realize also that there are other movies and there's Alice Through the Looking Glass and there are um, been made-for-TV versions that are also really cool. So there's a couple of themes, I guess, that are in the book and in various depictions of the movies. First, I think just the fact that it's Wonderland and that it is so... And there's so much nonsense, I think, is really cool. Because the whole thing is, you know, if you'll recall... She is Alice and her cat Dinah are out in the the meadow or wherever with her older sister or her nanny 
who is reading this book to her or no math or it's like homework right um and she's not wanting to do it she's not wanting to pay attention right she's kind of just daydreaming and you know kind of goofing off a little um and she gets in trouble right and she's like well you know if this was up to me i wouldn't be doing any of this stuff i wouldn't be wasting my time she starts daydreaming and next thing she knows this white rabbit runs by wearing a waistcoat and a watch and she is very curious so she follows the rabbit and then the rabbit goes down the rabbit hole and she knows that she probably should not go down that rabbit hole and yet she does anyway why because she's curious and then she falls down the rabbit hole and what happens well it's all crazy down the rabbit hole now I'm going to go off on a crazy tangent uh, because this particular piece of the movie is it's pretty fascinating, I think. One, it's just cool and trippy, and I like cool and trippy things. Even as a kid, I liked cool and trippy things. And also because, <laughs> because I like other way cool, trippy things, um, conspiracy theories and whatnot, just largely for entertainment purposes. And uh, this one conspiracy theory... And, you know, some of them have elements of truth, which makes it even more interesting, right? So one of them is about this program, secret government program, called MKUltra. And that program supposedly was about mind control, like think Manchurian candidate type mind control, where the person may or may not realize that they're doing these things, that they've been programmed to do certain things. And so there is, you know, this conspiracy theory or theories around these kind of programs, these under, you know, these top secret brainwashing type programs. So there is one piece of one of these conspiracy theories that gets into... Uh, this is enough. I'm, I, they kind of all blur together after a while when you're up at three in the morning reading this crazy stuff. But um, one of them is kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I read some crazy stuff, friends. Now that I think about it, so I'm gonna tell you guys some of this stuff. It's like, what what do you do with that night, Winston? Yeah, don't ask questions you don't want to know answers to, friend. So there's a, a conspiracy theories around, uh, you know, these things that, that they've done with like child stars, kids in Hollywood, right? And uh, being able to brainwash them in a sense and use, you know, exploit them in, in horrible ways. So it's not happy stuff. And there's this one something I read somewhere that was talking about these people that are allegedly part of a super secret sect, you know, like Illuminati and or Satanist sects or whatever. And they use brainwashing to brainwash people to get them to, you know, do their bidding and or to be sex slaves or whatever, you know, be able to take advantage of people in certain ways. And there is this one conspiracy that um you know Walt Disney was involved with this at some level 
and or and even if he wasn't that his movies at some somehow were some in some way tied into this and so you know that of course caught my attention i got to check out this and one of the movies that was brought into the mix was alice in wonderland and they were talking about it as a way of using it to get into people's in the kids minds and be able to plant subconscious suggestions now this sounds like pure science fiction and pure conspiracy theory. And again, it was, right? That's what I was looking at, conspiracy theories. And yet, I know from my own experience and practices and whatnot that some of this is based somewhat on truth, right? There's elements of it that can be true. Is programming of the subconscious mind possible and a real thing? Yes, it absolutely is. Can you program somebody else's mind without them knowing it? Kind of. I believe that you kind of can. I believe that you can to varying degrees, depending on a number of factors. And have people done this in the past? Or have people spent money and time and energy to be able to do that? Yeah, I would have to assume that people do and have and that at some levels, probably the government for reasons of security and or offense have looked into this kind of thing. I would have to assume that they have, right? Because I would hope they have, you know, because I'm sure other countries are trying to use it against us at some point or have at some point. And so ideally we would also be trying to figure this stuff out. So Alice in Wonderland, when I read that, um, I started, you know, the first scene that jumped into my mind was this going down the rabbit hole. And I did a, a previous episode on going down the rabbit hole podcast. I don't have any recollection of what I spoke about, but I do remember choosing a cool picture. And it was that scene right before Alice jumps down or climbs down the rabbit hole. And for me, if I were to try to use that for unconscious programming or even just going into a trance for myself, and why am I so into trances? Well, I believe they're very similar to flow states. There's a lot of overlap. And so getting into trance can be quite a useful thing. And it's something that I've personally used on myself many, many years for self-hypnosis and reprogramming my belief systems to improve my life. Okay, So this idea that this movie could somehow be used to help someone get into a trance state, I found that fascinating, you know, because the mind works in symbols. It, it's the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind works in symbols and it works in things that are not always linear. It works in ways that don't exactly always make sense to the conscious mind. The conscious mind is bound to this two-dimensional time, right? This linear concept of time. Pretty much most people, I believe, operate on this kind of linear timeline, right? Like, oh, yesterday was yesterday, tomorrow will be tomorrow, today is today, it's, you know, 2 o'clock, and in a minute it will be a 201, and after that it will be 202, etc., right? That's kind of the, the dimension that most of us probably operate in most of the time. The unconscious mind, however, is not bound by those kind of restrictions. And so if you are the kind of person that remembers your dreams, nighttime dreams, that is, then you may have noticed that I'm not all there myself. <laughs> Sorry, I have to throw in the random Alice in Wonderland quotes as they come through. That was uh, the Cheshire Cat. 
Um, but you may have noticed that these dreams do not always make sense. They might be random. They might be jumbled. They might have weird things happening that don't make any darn sense. Why? Well, because your con unconscious mind speaks in a different language. And if you don't know that, then it might seem like, what the heck? These things, these dreams are just random. They don't make sense. You know, whatever. But if you knew that they do make sense at some level, it's just maybe a different dialect or a different way of communicating that might give you the insights you need to start translating the meaning of some of your dreams. So, for instance, let's say that... Uh, really, let's put myself on the spot with some example. Okay, so I have had dreams. Um, I, I don't often recall my dreams. Why? Because I generally stay up too late, and then I don't sleep a whole lot, and then I wake up, and I don't recall my dreams. I used to give them a lot more importance or a lot more value. And not that I devalue them now, but I guess over many years, I just really value productivity and staying up late to get as much done as I possibly can. But the nights I do have dreams, um, some of the dreams that stick out for me are related to waves, like water dreams. Like I'm out in the ocean and there are some huge waves outside, like big waves outside. And I see them coming and I, for some crazy reason, think that I'm going to try to catch them. And so I start paddling for the waves. I'm on a surfboard. And I'm going to try to catch this, these huge waves. And I almost never do for one reason or another. Either it's too big and too fast and I can't drop into it. Or, um, you know, I kind of like get end up on shore and then it's breaking and I'm inside. So but I, fortunately, I... I except with the exception of one time um never like seemed to get caught in the undertow or you know crushed by these waves or anything bad but it's more like man it's right there it's so close i can almost catch it but then i don't right and so what might symbology be of that well you know something bigger than me something that is outside my control that i can kind of jive with but kind of also can't like i'm not my timing's not off right what is that for me? Well, I might interpret that as the find your flow movement. That's one big interpretation for me, I think, whereas I feel like this big, huge thing that's forming and shaping that I'm kind of interacting with. I'm like a part of it in a sense, right? I've got this website I've been building and the book series and the podcast and the social media and all these things I've been working on for years and years and years, and 18 years to be exact. And then... uh but also, I know it's not about me, and it's not about what I think it is. <laughs> it is what it is, and it's going to continue to evolve and shape itself, and I'm just kind of trying to ride that wave, right? I'm trying to be in the position that when it takes off and it really catches on in the main consciousness, in the mainstream consciousness, that I will be positioned to catch that wave and ride it. And it's a big wave. It's like a tidal wave. It's so big. It's not just some wave generated by, you know, windswell or just regular lunar cycles or whatever. This is like big, massive change, sea change, as 
it, you know, might be called. Um, the, the level is just huge. And I haven't caught the wave yet. Now, I did say there was one time I had a um, slightly different dream with the water, right? And this happened to be shortly after a um, pretty rough spot in my life, in our lives, my family's lives. And it was, it was basically a year of really horrible, horribleness. And after we made it through, there was, you know, it was me, Elena, and Bradley. And was, this was before Ethan was born. And it was a year of, you know, almost losing Elena, basically. She was, she was just in horrible health conditions. And it was me and Bradley. And I was trying to keep him healthy and going and to school and safe and and also trying to keep my wife alive, right? And it was chaotic and, you know, very challenging. And I had this dream where we were on this little tiny life raft in the middle of this big, huge, swirling, scary ocean. And um, Elena wasn't part of the equation. I don't know where she was in the dream. But then Bradley fell off the raft. Like, we got kind of, like, bumped and he fell off. And there was a part of me in the dream that was like terrified and you know because it's this big scary swirling ocean but then there was another part of me that was very calm that said you know what he's going to be all right I'm going to rescue him I you know dunked my hand in and uh, grabbed him I was holding on to him and I knew he's going to be okay we were going to get through it and then I pulled him up out of the water and he was okay and so I think, you know, that's kind of an easy one to dissect, right? Okay, there's craziness and hecticness in my life experience. And as crazy and hectic as it was, I still had faith and we were able to pull through okay. That would be a probably pretty simplistic and probably fairly accurate understanding of what my unconscious mind was showing me, right? And so, but it's not like, it's not super obvious on the surface level right it's like oh well maybe if i had looked at it just at the surface level i might say well i'm never going to go rafting in the ocean well yeah okay great that's kind of missing the point though isn't it and i'm never going to go uh surfing out where the the waves are huge well yeah i'm not going to do that either in real life because i've learned that lesson in real life too <laughs> and um but that hopefully gives you some ideas. And then there's other ones I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's also word association that you can consider. So there's a lot of words, especially in American English, that mean multiple things, right? Um, hey, you might have read this, and that is red in the color sense, right? And uh, maybe... I can be like this and being is a state as well as a animal, an animal that is a bee, that is being itself. And so these puns, the, the unconscious mind actually works in puns. That's a thing. It's crazy, right? So if you can start to see these kind of play on words, then you can maybe start to get some insights into some of your dreams and into some of the depths of the way your unconscious mind may be trying to hint things to you. And how did we get down this rabbit hole? Oh, yes, we chased the white rabbits. <laughs>
And so as we come back and start to wrap up this particular episode of the podcast, Alice in Wonderland, how did I go from being a kid watching Alice in Wonderland time and time again to being an adult talking about watching Alice in Wonderland, ending up talking about dreams and puns and levels of consciousness? I don't know. Maybe I was one of those kids that maybe I put myself in a trance enough times that I... Who knows? Who knows? I'm just making stuff up. Alice in Wonderland. It's awesome. Buy the book. Buy the movie. Or not. It's it's one of those things. It's a great story. I think most people know it by now. I love it. I'll watch it many more times. I'll read the book many more times and uh, all the different pieces of it and versions of it. And if you love it too, then uh, let me know. Let me know why. I'd be interested to know why you do or don't like it and what life lessons you may or may not have been able to extract from it, if you feel so inclined. Share it. Send it to me, info at finderflow.com or on uh, social media, facebook.com forward slash finderflow. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. Hi, friend, Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much for listening go there put in your name and email address findyourflow.com forward slash podcast vip and i will send you some cool stuff thank you again friend for listening take care and back to the show hey thanks for listening friend by the way do you like essential oils me too did you know you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and pick up some essential oils? Yeah, get them while they're going. And until next time, friend, be flowing.